Hello, the Intelligent Rebels. I'm Olivier, the French entrepreneur, and for the first video of my English YouTube channel, I wanted to share with you a video that is very important for me. It's an interview I shot a few years ago in 2011, to be exact, with Tim Ferriss. Now, I'm not too much of a fanboy, but I have to say that the book of Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek, completely changed my life. Because before the 4-Hour Workweek, I was an average entrepreneur working 60-70 hours a week in my IT company. And when I read the 4-Hour Workweek, I decided to change that. And now I have a business that is in service of my life, instead of my life being in service of my business. And I work way less and I travel six months a year while inspiring hundreds of thousands of people in French and hopefully soon in English. So I was very nervous when I met Tim, as you will see in the video, but you will see also that the content he's sharing is timeless. And I also ask him, is the four work week really about working four hours per week? And maybe his answer will surprise you. So without further ado, Every interview. So, Tim, you are famous from your book The Four Hour Work Week. Um, to begin this interview, can you tell us your definition of work? And, in your opinion, is this interview work, for example? <laughs> that's a good question. So, work for me is something that's either primarily financially driven mm -hmm. or something that I want to do less of. Okay. So, in that case, this I don't view as work. It's just a few minutes before breakfast. We've spent some time together this weekend. Yeah. It's more of a more of a conversation between friends. Great. Okay. So in your book, you explain that you choose the title after after testing it on AdWord campaign, right? Mm -hmm. And that it was the most appealing title, the most uh, useful. Mm -hmm. But correct me if I'm wrong. The content the content of the book have nothing to do with the fact of just working four hours per week, no more, no less. So I don't uh, make a real emphasis of the four, but I make one mention. Yes. So the four was I was I was spending between two and four hours per week mm -hmm. in 2005 managing my sports nutrition company from abroad, typically Argentina. Okay. And so that was actually the management time per week that I spent uh, on my own business, which was in 15 countries. But the goal is not to get people every reader to four hours. Uh, the objective is to use proper measurement and experimentation to increase the per hour output mm -hmm. as much as possible. So let's say you increase your per hour output 10 times, mm -hmm. which I think many people can do. If you do that, then you can either take your 40 hours down to four and get the same amount done, or you can work the same 40 hours and get 10 times as much done, mm -hmm. or you can do something in between. And so a lot of people who read the book, you know, investment bankers, tech CEOs, they still work the same number of hours, they just get a lot more done. Yeah, and I think some people work less now, but a lot of people don't realize because I think they don't read the book uh, too deeply, you know. They don't realize that if you work less, you don't have to go at the beach every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the focus of your book is to, 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 to work just what, to what is really important in your life yeah. so you can free your time to live your passion. Yeah. Are you, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that the biggest misinterpretation of the book is people think, the objective is being idle. The objective is sitting on a beach and snowboarding for the rest of your life. And those are, those are fine as vacations. Those are fun. If you do it for a few months after working for many years, that's fine. But ultimately, the goal is to have control of your time, which is your scarcest non-renewable non -renewable resource. 
And once you control that time, certainly some people are going to waste that time, even when they have control of it. But hopefully, there'll be a very high percentage of my readers who apply it to, uh, to make a positive dent in the world, to make an impact. And we've seen that. So whether that's building, after you have your muse, building a company that you then take to IPO or sell, but I've had hundreds of readers do that, or people who decide to, let's say, work in a nonprofit or help to fundraise or find a cause, uh, has also been very, very common. So we've, we've had uh, some fantastic case studies come out of it. But uh, if a, f- a few weeks, a few months here and there for snowboarding and fun things like that, that's obviously totally fine. That's, that's part of the message, too. You can enjoy it as you go along. You don't have to postpone it all for this retirement 20, 30 years in the future. Cool. So how many hours do you work per week now? Well, this week is, is an exception, I suppose. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tend to go through periods of... What's very important to realize about me is that I don't do anything... I, I really don't do anything that I don't want to do mm-hmm. uh, be, simply because of finance. I don't. So I'm very busy. You know, I did this event, of course, which was, which was a lot of fun. Um, oh, but, yeah, it was but, awesome. Yeah, but it wasn't just for... You know, it wasn't just for money. And... Uh, so I'm very, very busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm about to go into my my book deadline with uh, you know the first book ever published through Amazon, and that's exciting to me. But I would have done the deal even if it was no print distribution and half as much money, you know, hypothetically, because it's exciting to me. So I would say that in any given week, uh, I'm very, very active. So I'm running around probably starting around 10 or 11 a.m. Okay. And I like to. To, to focus on different projects late at night. So I might go an entire day, you know, nonstop working on various fun projects, things that I find fun, but I'll also have the gym and swimming and so forth. But it, it doesn't bother me to take three or four weeks off. Like I took three weeks off in Columbia recently. I had no email, no calendar, no cell phone. Wow. For awesome. three weeks. And I can do that and nothing falls apart. Everything is fine. Uh, so I think that's. The, the ability to say no is just as important as saying no, uh, of course, it's a prerequisite. Uh, but, but I'm very active. I like, to, I like to build things. Yeah. You are better than me, because when I go on vacation, I have to check my mail at least uh, 30 minutes a day. So yeah. it's my yeah. goal to, to make do that. So do you use a, a personal productivity system? Uh, there, are a few, there are a few types of software that I use to help with my productivity. Yeah. Uh, I don't use a, a system per se except for what is explained in the book, so different policies for email, different policies for the most important one or two to-dos in the first hour of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, diet has a big uh, role in productivity in my opinion, so of course like the 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. Okay. Turkish coffee instead of regular coffee, a lot of these little tricks. I use for productivity, but uh, I mean, it's actually just a coincidence. <laughs> it's the only clean clothing I have left. Uh, that, uh, yeah, you, have you know, Evernote, I, I, I use Evernote very, very frequently. I mean, on a daily basis, I use it for capturing information so that I don't have different file folders and I'm saving all in different places. Uh, another, another trick that was taught to me, which is very simple, but when I download things, I don't download them into folders. 99% of the time, I download everything into my download folder mm-hmm. and simply search that and it's a simple idea but it saves a lot of time because you're not putting things into different folders and finding them in different folders I just don't delete my download folder uh, okay. so that was actually from Nivi uh, from Venture Hacks and AngelList so thanks Nivi 
and, and that really does end up saving a lot of time because you just use Spotlight, uh, for example, on a Mac to find everything, uh, or, or Quicksilver or something like that. Uh, otherwise, I really, uh, people think of me as a time management guru. Yes. I think I'm more of a prioritization guru. So as long as I know, as long as I measure things carefully so that I know which inputs have the biggest outputs, uh, I'm able to focus on the one or two things in my to-do list mm -hmm. that will affect everything else. You know, the, the one it's or two things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So I, I think I'm very good at being effective, mm -hmm. choosing the right things, as opposed to just being efficient, you know, getting very good at doing many things. I'm not very good at doing many things. I'm actually really terrible at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you are a fan of Stoic philosophy, and you talk a lot about Seneca on your blog. And how do you try to apply the Stoic philosophy mm -hmm. in your life on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, there are a few ways that I apply both Stoic philosophy and Epicurean philosophy. Okay. Uh, I think they complement each other very well uh, in my daily life. The first is when I wake up, I lay in bed, and I actually go through a list of the things that I'm grateful for. First thing when I wake up, and then I remind myself, you have you always have more than enough time to do the things that are important. You always have enough time. And uh, so that's how I start my day. And then I do, and, and these seem to blend a bit, but I typically try to do, after I have, uh, I have a cup of coffee or uh, a cup of tea, and then I'll do five minutes, it's very short, of Vipassana meditation. I can, I can, yeah, Vipassana meditation. And these are all interrelated with Stoic philosophy. So Stoicism is about awareness and two things, principally, I think. Number one is, is training yourself not to emotionally over-respond to bad situations or things that are outside of your control. Okay. Very important. And then, uh, so not to overreact emotionally to anything. That's number one. Number two is to train yourself to value those things, to truly value those things, uh, only those things that cannot be taken away. Right? So teaching yourself not to be attached to, let's say, certain material things. And the way that you can practice that, I mean, I do this every few months, I'll give away at least two or three bags of clothing. Okay. And, uh, and uh, what I also do, what I also do is, uh, then perhaps for a week or two, every two months, I'll wear very cheap clothing, like white T-shirts, you know, that you can buy at the grocery store, with one pair of jeans, and I'll wear that for a week, and I'll uh, eat very cheap food, mm -hmm. so that uh, I'm not concerned. There it is. So that I'm not concerned with the worst case scenario. Yes. Right, so when I have these hard decisions, these business deals, potential business partners, and I think about, ah, oh, but I could make 10% more money, 20% more money. If I practice being poor, I realize that I don't need any of that. So it gives me the, the courage to make the right decisions, the right long-term decisions. And uh, it's a fantastic operating system, I think, for entrepreneurs. And my favorite book, of course, as you know, is Letters from a Stoic. So Letters from a Stoic by Seneca is my, my number one recommendation. I think you are one of the rare people that actually really like the Stoic philosophy. Yeah. I mean, a lot I of try. people read it yeah. or study it, but... Yeah, I try. I try really hard. I think another person who does a very good job is Ryan Holiday. Okay. Uh, you met, he's the uh, director of marketing at American Apparel. Oh, yeah. And got the job first at 21 or 22. Very productive wow. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, very productive. But it's, I find it very practical. I find it very practical. So if you're going to read a one how-to book, I would say start with some of the classics, and one of them should be 
that is from a stoic. Cool. So to uh, finish this interview, can you tell us a little bit about your next project? Yeah. So the next project is very exciting. It's the uh, the Four Hour Chef, which was very unexpected. It came about in a very strange way, uh, meeting a number of people, somewhere between five and ten people involved in restaurants and cooking, and food and slaughtering and so forth, hunting. I never had any interest in cooking. Zero. Uh, I thought it was a pain in the ass. I thought it was difficult. Uh, time-consuming, you have to wash dishes, all of this stuff that, that kept me from learning how to cook. Mm -hmm. Scrambled eggs, that's it. Scrambled eggs, maybe some toast, uh, <laughs> you know, before silicone. And I just became fascinated with food and how people relate to food and how you can take, how you can learn philosophy through food, how you can learn productivity through food. So you can take cooking and turn it into a tool for teaching a lot of things. And that got me very excited. There are also a lot of ways to cheat, to make some amazing meals that are, you take 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. There are a lot of ways to cheat, so in a good way. Cool. And so the, the four-hour chef will be, uh, I think, the most un one of the most unusual cookbooks ever, ever made. And I'm hoping it's a cookbook for people who don't cook. Awesome, so I yeah. will have to buy it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's going to be done with Amazon, and it's the first book for their New York City new New York City office. Uh, so that's very exciting. It was on the cover of the New York Times last week and very exciting stuff. So I, I'm, I feel very, yeah, very fortunate. I've had a, had a pretty wild adventure the last few years. Cool. So thanks, team. I really, really love to have done this interview with you. Your book totally changed my life and I'm ah, really grateful thanks. for that. So yeah. Thank you, team. Thank you for the interview. Of course. Bye. Well, 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 my intelligent rebels. Thank you for listening. You are still here, which means you are part of the 15%, the 10%, the 5%, maybe the 2% of people who manage to listen until the end. So you are part of the most motivated listeners. Thank you for this and congrats. Now, would you like to share the love about this podcast if you like it? If yes, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. It will mean the world for me because it will motivate me to continue to create content to help you create your own adventure in life. And it will help spread the word and reach more intelligent rebels and help them also create their own adventure in life. Thank you in advance if you do it and see you soon. Bye-bye.